and record to the cloud. <coughs> right then. Hello, welcome to this week's episode of the Business Day podcast with me, Liz Parkin. And my guest today is an old friend of Redshift's. She has uh, taken part on various Redshift radio shows before we became a podcast network. And this is uh, her first podcast with me in our new form. So big warm welcome to Kate Carney. Hi, this is exciting. Oh, Kate, it's great to see you through the powers of Zoom and this wonderful world we're now living in. Thank you very much indeed for joining me and uh, interrupting your very busy schedule because I think you're possibly almost as busy as me, if not more busy, judging by the things that you're up to on uh, social media. Tell everybody a little bit about yourself because I've always known you as Kate Carney, marketing guru and various other, other things that you do and other hats that you wear. But give us a little snapshot of you and then we're going to tell the listeners what we're, we're going to talk about we should actually warn them it does involve gin so I think that will uh, <laughs> yes alcohol is involved not during consumption of the podcast though may I add um so I have been a marketing consultant had my own marketing business for 12 years now and um yeah like you said get involved in plenty of different and interesting things and I hate the phrase Liz and it makes me cringe but the word entrepreneur cringe cringe fest sorry everybody is, uh, is probably the right phrase. So I get involved in starting up new businesses and brands, as well as the consultancy side of things to help people do the same for themselves. Fabulous. Okay, so where did your, where did your marketing journey start, you know, with, with Kate Carney Marketing? Yeah, so um, I grew up uh, as a marketeer's daughter. So my parents had a marketing agency in Nantwich for 26 years. Oh, so really? I, I, yeah, that's where I would go every day after school and sit in there for an hour. And I remember... Oh my goodness, I was painting uh, in the days it was St. Michael's, not Marks and Spencer's. I was painting chickens, uh, dead chickens, cooked cold chickens, made to make them look like they were part of a roast dinner. I remember labeling cowpole bottles. Uh, I remember being photo shoots with brides, helping do their makeup when I was 11. So I, I have forever done that. And then, so it was a natural when I went to university and then uh, did five years in the corporate world or six years in the corporate world, and then, then went on my own adventure. Goodness me, fantastic. Your parents still involved in marketing now or yeah, so any advice from, from <laughs> behind the scenes? Well, it is a weird, it is a weird example actually, because uh yeah, so my dad uh, still does marketing and he now owns a gin distillery as well. So there's a very weird alignment wow. of our paths over the past few years. <laughs> fantastic. So let's move on to the, the reason that we are talking today, and I'm sure we'll have you back to talk about your other different businesses, but we are going to talk about gin and we are recording this on a Friday afternoon at two o'clock and in, in many people's books that would be a good time to have a gin but uh, we will have to wait because there's a few other jobs to do before the end of the afternoon and I think you've got children to pick up and I've got a dog to walk so so tell us about Sip and Share. So this really was a uh, me being quite opportunistic and just free thinking I think during lockdown started off with a client of mine who's a retailer so a marketing client and um they turned up on the first day you could you could drive for a little bit who knows what day that was but the first day you could kind of leave your house ever so slightly yeah in lockdown she uh, she messaged me and said are you in which i thought was a hilarious question yeah, <laughs> during lockdown um and she dropped off four bottles of gin and a bottle of vodka 
now that's not your normal client delivery. Uh, now I've been enjoying gin and craft spirits in terms of the colours and the branding. You know, the marketeer inside me enjoyed that world as well as as well as the, the gin drinker. And uh, so she dropped off these bottles, and I kid you not, she said, "Will you taste them for me and tell me what you think?" And I said, "Yes, I might do it on camera." And it was half past eleven in the morning when she dropped them off, and by half past two. I'd bought a URL, designed a logo, built a website um, and got all the social set up and was absolutely amazed at the fact that I could get at Sip and Share UK and the website sipandshare.co.uk. Um, and I thought, I'll just do it. So I did my first live that night, drinking a new bottle of gin that she'd given me. And that's where, so that's where it started. <laughs> you know, you are so like me. And I, I mean, sometimes I kick myself for being that way because I've, I've, the amount of domains I bought and the amount of logos yeah. I designed just just on a whim and you know some of them have gone on to to great things and some of them are just bubbling away for another rainy day but what a fantastic story and to yeah. turn it around and get it going so at that point when she dropped them off why was she dropping them off to you uh, because she knew face. yeah so she knew I liked and she knew I liked gin she had worked with a distiller to mm. create these four flavors so she was dropping them off before they were taken to market and because that's what her business is, her business is an independent spirits retailer. She right. worked and created these flavors. She chucked a bottle of vodka in there as well for good measure. Um, and so said, tell me what you think. And I looked at her and I looked at the labels and I looked at the descriptions and I knew the distiller she'd worked with. And I went, I've got a pretty good idea of how these are gonna taste, um, but I did it anyway. And so it, it added to the gin shelf. And um, yeah, it's just started as let's create a place for premium craft spirits. So it's all about British, you know, made in Britain, small batch. Um, let's let's use the marketeer in me to show them off and have a good time whilst I'm doing it. And so that's where we started. So this was, what date are we looking at now? June-ish? Uh, yeah, end of May, I think. For uh -huh. end of, yeah, I actually don't know whether, I get lost between March, April, May and June. Yeah, and I, I, every I time I say this, I need to check, but I think yeah. it's end of May-ish. Like so we're in November, we're coming up to the end of November now, so just a few months, and you've got a, a website, you've got a, a membership squad, of which I am one, and you do Facebook Live, you do great offers. Tell us, tell us how it all works together and, and how did all these ideas come about? Yeah, so the first idea, uh, when I started doing the live, I've been doing them for about four weeks and the distillers started to see that it was a useful place for them to talk about their products and for them to, for me to give them an honest review of, of what the products and the brand was like. Um, and then we had the idea, why don't we build a map of distillers across the UK where you can type in your postcode and, uh, and find different gin distillers. So we built that um, with our developer over the course of a few weeks and that launched at the end of September. And then it was only, it was only on the 26th of September um, where I had the idea to create a membership body. And that was about, again, the distillers were saying, Kate, we wanna thank you for doing this review and for shouting about us and you know, pioneering British distillers. Um, so we're gonna give you X percentage off our products. Now it's really tight margin in the gin world. I think people don't really appreciate how much tax there is, um, how little the margin of fat is there in products, but they wanted to do it as a way of promoting themselves and getting mm -hmm. airtime in effect. So, and, and I know there's a group of consumers who, especially during lockdown are wanting something special are wanting to learn about different brands they'd never heard of and wanting to have a reliable voice. So I put those two things together and created the membership uh, squad 
which now, so we've got 75 members, um, they pay one pound to join and then three pounds uh, after a few weeks of their first month, three quid a month, and you get 30%, 20, 30% off different gins, uh, vodka, rum, products. And it's the only, it's the only model of its kind, <laughs> apparently, watch to my surprise still, but the distillers say it's like, you know, it's like a big gin club, but without having the commitment of a certain bottle, you, you get choice. Fantastic. And has the membership base radiated out from where we are in South Cheshire or are you very much across the across the UK and beyond at the moment? Yeah, it's across the UK. So uh, one of the members lives, in fact, we literally go from John O'Groats to London. Not that I know exactly where John O'Groats is, but one of our members lives uh, in the Outer Hebrides. So you can't wow. get further away. Yeah. Um, right through down to Cornwall, over into Kent, uh, Newcastle, yeah, yeah, different parts of Scotland, yeah, everywhere. So it's it's not regionalised at all. And we have distillers from people that make it, make amazing, almost award-winning worthy products in their sheds that no one would have ever known about unless I'd found them on Facebook and one guy doing it. And uh, and now he, he's doing he's doing pretty well. <laughs> and so that is what you're doing. You're 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 building up this membership base and you're sourcing. I mean, obviously, as word spreads, I'm sure you're you're getting people coming to you, but you're finding these distillers are you you're searching them out yeah so it's a real right now it's a, I would say a 50 50 split between the distillers um the distiller community is quite tight you know and I have a I have a Facebook group that's just for distillers so they get to know each other um of them coming to me and saying I've heard of you or find me on Instagram as well as uh me you know following my nose through Facebook and uh starting to see the, the sorts of hashtags people are using on Instagram and saying to them you know, I found a new distillery in Scotland a few days ago. Um, do you want to be featured in January because we need a Scottish distiller every month and you're a micro distillery or nano distillery as I call them. Um, and so yeah, it's a it's a mix and they go, oh my goodness, thanks for choosing us. And I'm like, don't you worry. Thanks for, thanks for joining in. Yeah, great. So do the distillers pay you anything or do they, do they literally pay you in gin? <laughs> they literally pay me in gin. Yeah. So the model, the business model at the moment. Okay. I had a, That's not going to pay your mortgage. <laughs> you sound like my husband. I am well aware. Um, in fact, I had uh, Cheshire Botanicals did a socially distanced drop off with Nantwich gin this morning. Lovely. Great. Yeah. So um, they, uh, yeah, they pay me in gin. Um, and you know the, the the some of them have turned into consultancy clients. Uh, yeah. The distillers Facebook group has got. Uh, I was chatting to them a few days ago. Has got plans around how to help them from a marketing perspective, sales perspective, buying power, that sort of stuff. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. you know, like any startup, I, I went into this with, hey, this will be fun. But as with everything I do, I go, yeah, it'll be fun, but it's got to have some structure. It's got to have like an opportunity set around it. So, I'm just seeing how it goes for now. <laughs> Brilliant. So talk me through. Now I've been a member. I think I must have been a member from the beginning then, 26th of September. It popped up on Facebook. I thought, well, that's uh, that's got to be done because it looks like fun. You, as a member, what do you get from from my experience? And I and you know I'm not very good at tuning in at the, at the exact allotted time, but I do catch you when it pops up and I'm at my computer. And you do these lovely lives where you're just opening a box and you go and you get so excited and animated. And I don't, I just, I just watch and I just think how lovely it is. It's, it's like a child opening their Christmas presents. It is, if I, if I could give my children gin for Christmas, if that was allowed in any way, they would be as excited now as I am. 
It's um, brilliant. And what I love about it is because I know you, I know that you're talking with a very clear marketing head on because you highlight things to the listener about the colour, the texture, the look, the, the smell, you know, all those things that, that you know that people need to know about that product. You really do bring it to life and it's, it's fabulous to watch. Oh, thanks, Liz. That's me. That means a lot. Um, as a as a as a member, you know, we've got the membership group on Facebook that that's starting to thrive, and they're talking about different um, different gins. We have events, so we've had a really busy November and December. So we've got a actually, I'm doing one tonight. I'm doing an, uh, a mystery gin tasting tonight. It's ten of ten of the members have bought a pack, and we're doing that together. We've got a Christmas party on the 11th of December. I've got another tasting in two weeks. We've got a Valentine's party scheduled. So all of these are, some of them are members only. Some of them are everybody's welcome, like the lockdown one a few weeks ago in November. Anybody could join because nobody should sit at home alone feeling like they've got no one to have a gin and tonic with. Mm. Um, so that was really successful. So it's, it's the community side of things and the insight and them getting to know distillers, which is what the consumers really like. They like seeing behind the scenes. Yeah. Um, and let's be honest, some of the distillers have a great time and really kick their shoes off and throw their hair back when they're um, at a sip and share party. And everybody likes to see a distiller drink their own gin and get a bit tipsy. <laughs> Brilliant. So you'll be, you interview, what's the structure? Do you do something on a Wednesday, do something on a Friday? How, how does it work? Yeah, so the Friday is the live unboxing. And this is the bit that's different to any other gin review forum or spirits review forum, because I open a new bottle. <laughs> it's a hardship, Liz. I open a new <laughs> bottle on camera. So it's first tastes. And I think that's the thing that I've done from the very beginning. It's not, um, it's not pre-recorded. Every Friday is a first taste review. So I open it and I talk about the bottle and the branding and the colours and the shapes and the size and the distiller and tell people about this micro distiller. And, and then the following week, the other the other week where you opened up one bottle one box and it wasn't what you expected it was still the gin it was still relevant to what you were talking about but you're like oh oh I wasn't was expecting that. I thought well you could have opened up a pair of new socks or something from <laughs> <laughs> like, that is that is always good I mean if you're getting a DPD delivery alert you at least know what's coming but then sometimes yeah. you if you do an unboxing uh, you open it and you go oh that's not oh, that's not what I was expecting or yesterday. I did an unboxing and I was expecting one and I got delivered two. Well, that really was like Christmas because we were doing yeah. two sets of something. Yeah. Um, so the Friday is the tasting and then the following Wednesday is the interview. So that's the distiller interview where Lovely. we talk about, you know, this week we had a tour of a distillery um, with all the members who are watching that. Um, so it's to get to know the distiller and, and, you know, how they've made it, what they're into, the way they distill or produce and um, lets the customer in that little bit more to get to know that brand. Yeah. How is the, how are distillers feeling at the moment? You know, is this gin bubble ever going to burst? It's been massive, hasn't it, for years now. Where yeah. do you think we are placed and where do the distillers think we are placed for the longevity of the gin love? Yeah, so gin's been around for hundreds of years and the, the, the beauty of the, of gin and the juniper berry is it's so flexible and versatile and especially now you've got the, the, the very... Um, debatable and the highly contested liqueur market and the gin you know people lots of people have different approaches to the importance of gin liqueur and how that fits so I don't think the bubble is going to burst I think it's going to continue to change and I think it's just you know it's like a bubble that starts in a perfect shape and then it goes all oblongy and all different colors around the edges and um, so I think it's just going to change and the distillers you know making rum is quite easy making vodka or 
a botanical blend, as they're calling it, because vodka has a poor reputation. So if you see a botanical blend, by the way, that's vodka. Um, right, <laughs> yeah, okay. there you go. Um, but they'd shy away from the word vodka because people associate that with, you know, vodka slammers on a bar in a nightclub sort of situation. <laughs> so, so, you know, vodka is just gin without the juniper. So it's just going to, it's just going to change and flex, but there are micro distilleries popping up every few days. That is where branding and customer engagement is so important about sustainability. So I don't think it's going to stop. I think it's just going to grow and change and they will introduce you know, lifestyle products that sit around it and runs and, and vodkas as well. Brilliant. Did you, you just enjoyed a gin, did you, before this, or did you actually have a good knowledge and understanding of gin and... Yeah, so so I was, it's a bit 50-50. So I enjoyed a gin and I've got a decent, had a decent gin collection anyway. She says smiling without, you know, decent gin collection anyway. And, and you know, I had been personally on that journey that, lots of people go on where they start with mainstream gins and they start with not really caring so much about what's in it or the, what's in it or who it's made by and then upskilling and, and learning myself and at the same time my dad and his partner uh, bought a distillery and so they went on their journey of discovery and practice and so it just came around the same time when Sip and Share was born they'd launched about six months before with their uh, gin brands so I'd been tasting stuff for about 18 months anyway from them right. so I'd been through you know I've been to like mm -hmm. version 7.2 of the the original signature oh. range so I'd been doing that and then and so Sip and Share was kind of a natural progression and uh yeah when the retailer dropped this off and I said I might do it on camera then I was kind of half joking but obviously like like I said <laughs> not gonna stay as a joke oh brilliant and is your dad's gin on the market now or is that still in yeah 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 so he has uh, he lives over in Skegness so he has a gin called Spirit of Skegness oh. which is all like the Skegness themed and then he's he works he has a, um, a brand called Spirit of Stonewall as well they work with the LGBTQ plus charity Stonewall okay. and they donate a pound for every bottle to Stonewall brilliant fantastic and have you have you done a session with him have you reviewed his no so we've kind of consciously stayed away from it in a weird way because you know what it's like you don't want to be seen to be favorited I've drank them both they're both fantastic incredibly smooth easy to drink gins but there's something about him and I've kind of both agreed look I'll I'll do it when the time is right but I think Sip and Cher needed to stand on its own feet and I didn't yeah. want didn't want any distillers to think oh well a dad does it so it's, it's been very distant let's yeah. say that way <laughs> you should do it and uh, not tell anybody until the very end <laughs> I can't <laughs> I can't do that I'm 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 rubbish with stuff like that you so you said how animated I get when I'm opening a box of gin well imagine my dad popping up on camera <laughs> and I'm doing a live is um now it's not, it's not gonna work that that kind of leads me on to the next what's the future look like obviously you've got lots of great plans and if you if you want to share any of those with us that that's great but in terms of we are in lockdown we are i think there is a an element of a zoom apathy with some things we're kind of dwindling down on taking part in the family quizzes and we're dwindling down on making sure we do our yoga every morning unless that's just me <laughs> but do you feel this is going to be something that i mean obviously hopefully it will continue in in this form but will it become a real life yeah as well yeah yeah why not so I think that and this is where the power of branding is really important because actually there's a reason why I called it sip and share and not gin and share right um yeah. and there's you know 
absolutely starting it online, doing online events. I think online events will forever continue because of their flexibility. Um, and, you know, the, the gin community that I've built up through the membership squad uh, have their own conversations and love the fact that they've built their own community. So I think that's forever going to stay. But absolutely, you know, when we when we actually when we originally started talking about sip and share or were doing it, um, we talked about events. We talked about events in partnership with distillers, distillery tours, mm -hmm. parties. You know, this is how the um, gin and tonic shows, you know, start is doing stuff like mm -hmm. this. The key thing for me is that that you keep going with the brand and I can stay both consistent and agile at the same time. And yeah. so that's that's. I honestly don't know, other than the growth of the membership, that's the sustained, the sustained bit. The other stuff is all opportunity. Yeah, fantastic. So um, as a member, what kind of, you, you've talked about that you do the lives and you do the openings and, and you do these gatherings online, but the offers and things, there's always different offers. Talk me through those. Yeah, so every month we have uh, what I call five killer discounts, killer offers. And I hate the word discounts because we're dealing with premium spirits. You know, mm. we're, we're, we're dealing with gin that's, that's uh, 36, 37, 38, 39, 40, 40, up to 45 pounds of bottles because of the attention that goes into it. So we have five killer offers per month and they will be anything from 25 to 30% off a bottle. So for example, this month we've got one uh, a distillery from Borden in Hampshire and their bottle is normally 35 pounds and it's down to 24 pounds 46 delivered. And that's like an, ama an amazing offer. So we have uh, five killer offers and then we have 10% off lots of products and then in the spirits world. And then we also now have started to introduce um, specific products. So uh, there's a new dried garnish, a dehydrated fruit uh, partner I've got called Fruitanicals and they actually, just last night at 11 o'clock last night, we launched their new jars exclusively to sip and share members. So there's one thing about having an exclusive price point, but now we've got exclusive products so that the only way you can get your hands on them is by being part of the membership. So that's exciting for us. Mm -hmm. You know, they're a small business that just the two of them, they've got normal jobs, they're figuring it out and growing and to be able to help them fills my heart with joy. So there's the offers change each, each month um, and it gives all the distillers an opportunity to showcase their products. Brilliant. Have you got a, a kind of hit list of people that you'd like gin, distilleries that you'd like to get on your on your evenings in your in your club? Um, I, that's a good question. I haven't actually. I haven't because I, I feel like I'm very much. I'm on that. There are so many distillers, and I'm on that journey of discovery that I plan about three. Try and plan three months ahead. Um, but even within that three months, distillers will appear that I've not heard of. Mm. So as long as I've I kind of had a good conversation, looked the distiller in the eye and had a good chat about it, understood their business model, you know, tasted the product and got to know their brand a little bit, then and I'm, so I'm slightly protective over what I show off. And I like finding the distillers that we don't know about. Yeah. So I guess in a way, if I had a hit list, I'd be looking at some of the larger distilleries that are even, even still classed as small. Yeah. I've been looking at the larger ones who have already been, they don't, they don't need me as such. Yeah. They're already mainstream enough even yeah. as a craft distiller. So um, I'm just staying open to it. And every day there's a new conversation with somebody and I discover a distiller that no, no one's ever heard of. And then they go, oh my goodness, thanks for, you know, Great. thanks for doing the videos or whatever. So yeah. Now, the hardest question 
of the podcast. Oh, don't and you're gonna, you can t- you can tell me three answers for this. Okay. What are your three favourites? And also, oh, like God. me, I have a favourite every couple of months. So mm. you can have your favourite at the moment is what? Okay. Well, actually, I'll give you one that I that I drank last night. That was a glass of last night um, that I really, really enjoyed. And when I drink it, I really it reminds me of how much I enjoy it. And it's a pink peppercorn and grapefruit gin from Stockport Gin. So right. not far away, our friends in Stockport. They have a, they, I respect them for lots of reasons. Their branding is on point. They're, they're a te- they're a, they make it at home. They're a micro distiller. They um, really good family values of attention to detail. Um, and they make a really, really good gin. So I had that last night with a merchant's heart from the Northeast, a tonic provider, um, a hibiscus tonic. So that was a very enjoyable gin and tonic. Nice. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's pink peppercorn and hibiscus, so like double pink peppercorn. Um, so that's that's a really good one. But a classic gin that I don't have to worry about garnish, I don't have to worry about flavoured tonic, is from a tiny distillery in the Northeast called Daisy Distillery. And they have something called the, the Cleveland Way Gin, and it's their original one. And it's made with uh, tea and heather. And it's a very special, very smooth, chuck it in the glass, throw some ice in and put whatever tonic, it can, it can cope with anything. It can cope with any tonic, any garnish, it doesn't matter. It shines through everything. So that's a very easy. So I'm quite protective over that one. <laughs> <laughs> and have you met them since you've been doing sip and Yeah, shit? yeah, yeah. They're, they're, they're the still I mentioned that kick their, kick their shoes off and let their hair down in there party hard with us when we do a party yeah it looks a lovely team brilliant stuff absolutely brilliant so how can people get in touch with you obviously you've got the membership base of us gin lovers and you've got your distillers that you want to have a chat to so how how do you reach both of them yeah so um on social media we are at sit and share uk on all platforms um and the website is www.sipandshare.co.uk so you can follow your nose from there and find us Follow your nose, indeed. Follow your nose. Thank you very much indeed, Kate. It's been fantastic talking to you. I'm just so chuffed that you've you've got this going and it's it's doing so well. And I will, in fact, probably can join into. Oh no, tonight's an exclusive party, isn't it? I can't join tonight unless I've. You can join. Set. You just won't have the set, but you're still very welcome to join us and just drink on camera at the same time with ten other people. Organised and make sure I get my set ordered and uh, and out to me before. But uh, yeah, I'll join you tonight. Thank you so much, Kate. My pleasure. Thank you, Liz. There we go.